Our Lord says, come, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. And the spirit and the bride say, come, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts come, for whosoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Welcome. Amen. Welcome to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport of Gospel of Faith Church in Ashfork, Arizona. And here at the broadcast studio, Fort Mojave, Arizona. We are in Arizona 501c3, a nonprofit, a part of das Pastor Davenport Ministries, spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry of God. Good morning, I'm Pastor Davenport, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. We're coming to you today from Fort Mojave, Arizona, where it's just tipping the scales at about 102 today. Each week, I broadcast two on a Wednesday study on the book of Acts, uh, which we're about to finish up in about another three or four weeks. And we present a sermon, a Sunday sermon on faith, hope, love, and the grace of Almighty God. Hallelujah. We're exploring the true meaning of spiritual awareness for today's churches. And you see, I believe, I believe that God has a spiritual awakening for each and every one of us as Christians. So I ask you to hold on and, and begin this journey with me today as we're going to be in, in, in a program called First Church, Part 25, I believe. Acts 25, 1 through 5. That's where we'll be, if you'll open your Bibles with me. Um, I like to read and then pray. If you'll bow your heads, don't bow your head if you're driving and listening to me on your radio. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today. Father, just excited to be in the Word of God. Lord, we just know that you can change, you can transform, you can, you can just fill our hearts, Lord God. Just with a, I call it a happy, clappy day. It's so exciting to be in your word on a morning like today when the birds are chirping and, and the trees around us and the squirrels are running up the side of the tree. Lord, I just believe that, it, that we're, just, we're just so blessed to be here in life and, and living a wonderful life. If you're not living that wonderful life, let me tell you, you need to be filled with the Spirit of God. You need to find Jesus and be under that umbrella of the blood of Christ because I'm telling you, there's a wonderful life out there for you. If you're downtrodden, if you're if you're uh, filled with, with uh, booze, or you're filled under, uh, as an addict somewhere, if you're homeless and, and, and lying aside the river, let me tell you something, that river may just be a homeless shelter to you right now and that you see that river going down there. Let me tell you there's a different view of that river. There's a different view 
uh, of that shanty that you're living under a tarp. Let me tell you something. When you find Jesus Christ, that river becomes a river of life. Hallelujah. You begin to see that river with a different view. God, I'm telling you, when God comes into your life, you'll find Jesus. Uh, and the blood becomes that river. And that river of blood becomes a fountain of life for you. Praise Jesus. Uh, let me tell you, when you find Jesus uh, Christ, uh, you'll have a new life. Uh, God will give you a blessing. And that blessing will change your life. Uh, you will no longer be a homeless person. You will find the living in Christ will give you housing. That housing will be the umbrella of God. Hallelujah. Because God will change your life. Your outlook will change because God will give you a blessing. God will give you, I preach it on this Sunday, God will give you a, a, a new power with God and favor with God. Man, what does favor with man mean? It means that, that all of a sudden your, your outlook will change inside of you and you'll be able to find employment. You'll be able to find financial uh, gains with, with mankind. That means employment. That means he's going to change the way people look at you because you will change inside. You'll have a new outlook on life. Because the blood of Jesus, Jesus Christ, will be inside of you. That Holy Spirit will be inside of you. The Holy Spirit will take over your life and begin to guide you where you need to go. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Your life will change. It will be transformed in a minute, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. You will be changed. And you'll have a new life. A new life in Jesus. Because Jesus will be in you. Somebody raise your hands and shout amen this morning. Glory to God. I'm excited today. Can you feel the spirit in you and in this broadcast? I send it out on the, on the airway right now in Jesus' name. Let's say amen and amen together. Hallelujah. We're in the book of Acts chapter 25, 1 through 5. You have your Bibles. You should open them to Acts chapter 25, 1 through 5. If you don't have a Bible, you can go on the website. We have Bibles available. Um, they're not, you know, they're not that really expensive. Um, they come with a Bible. They come with a, a set of uh, references. And you just you just can glue them onto the pages. And they're, in, they're really a nice reference Bible. Uh, they come in black. Uh, they're King James Version exciting Bible, and um, they're, they're, they are a $100 donation. Um, we ask that donation to help the broadcast, uh, that, that we can keep running the broadcast. So go on, spiritual awareness. Uh, it's it's spiritualawareness.net, I believe, and uh, I haven't done that in a long time. So go on there uh, and, and find it uh, and uh, grab your Bible. They're, they're available. Um, we sell quite a few of them, so... Uh, open your Bibles to Acts chapter 25, 1 through 5. Now when Festus came, was come into the province, after three days he ascended from Caesarea to Jerusalem. Uh, then the high priest of the chief of the Jews informed him against Paul and besought him and desired favor against him, that he would send for him to Jerusalem, laying wait in the way to kill him. But Festus answered and said, Paul should be kept at Caesarea, and that he himself would depart shortly thither. Let them therefore, said he, which among you are able, go down with me and accuse this man if there be any wickedness in him. Now I want to review. Paul's trial before Felix. Uh, 
you know, the trial was set. And Paul did quite the quite a defense there, you know. I mean, uh, after five days, and nice, and the high priest descended uh, with the elders and a certain or interim uh, Tertullus, who informed the governor against Paul. And when they called forth, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, "Seeing that by the we enjoy great quietness, that the worthy deeds are done unto this nation by thy province, we accept it always, and in the places most noble." Uh, with all thankfulness, withstanding, uh, I for with treatise unto thee, I pray thee that thou wouldest hear us uh, without clemency and few words. Now, there there is quite a deal here uh, because Paul had to defend himself. And in, let's see, Acts 24, 10 through 13, then Paul, after the governor had beaconed unto him, to speak answered, for as much as I know that thou hast been of many years a judge unto this nation, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself. Because thou mayest understand that there are yet but twelve days since I met or went to Jerusalem for to worship. And they neither found me in the temple disrupting any with any man, neither raising up the people, neither in the synagogues nor in the city. Neither can they prove the things wherefore they now accuse me. Um, Tertullus accuses Paul, but Paul said in Acts 24, 14, and 15, But this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets, and have hope toward God, uh, which they themselves also allow, that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. He said, um, I confess I am not ashamed of this gospel. My relationship with God is not something I try to hide. The way called heresy, he said, I still worship God. It is the same God as my fathers or ancestors. It is Jehovah in Jesus Christ. I still believe the law. I still believe in the resurrection, just like these Pharisees do. The way that we believe is important, and it's worth defending. Not all believe are the same. There's different beliefs in today's world. He says, or else let these, these same here say, if they found any evil doing, in the, I stood before the council, except it be for this one voice that I cried standing among them, touching the resurrection of the dead, I am called to question by you this day. So, basically, they have no proof. The way called heresy. Felix keeps Paul under guard, but gives him liberty. Felix listens to Paul tell him, about Christ. Felix trembles under the conviction, but not does not respond to it. Felix misses the opportunity. I guess I'm getting away from the microphone, sorry. Uh, Felix is, in, is, is his replacement. Uh, he's been removed as governor of Palestine. And Felix understands the Jewish traditions uh, of rebellion. His wife was a Jew. Now, Festus does not understand these things. He has no prior connection with the Jews. Festus goes to Jerusalem. Caesarea is the Roman capital of Palestine. But Jerusalem is still the spiritual capital to the Jews. 
the leader of the Jews, if you want to, to uh, find out about spiritual things, you need to go to church. Now, Festus hears about Paul. Remember, this is two years after uh, Felix has his initial hearing with Paul. Yet those Jews hold their grudge against Paul. This is not even the same high priest any longer. This is the replacement for, replacement for Ananias, who turned out to be very corrupt. How ridiculous this must have sounded to, to uh, Felix or Festus. Excuse me. We want you to execute a guy that has been in your jail for the last two years. Their bloodlust over the road and their good sense. We are so pleased to make your acquaintance, Festus. Oh, by the way, there's a guy we want you to kill. Not the best form of an introduction. Don't you agree? Conviction was causing them to, to retaliate. Conviction will bring you to your knees one way or the other. In repentance or in rebellion and in the consequence. They asked Festus to send Paul to Jerusalem. But they were going to kill him on the way. Now what would, you, what would have happened if Festus had agreed? Undoubtedly Paul would have traveled under Roman escort. Soldiers have been killed. Then what kind of retaliation would Festus have brought down on Jerusalem? When you fight against God you always... Lose. People need to learn that. Now, Acts 25, Acts 25, 6 and 8. Excuse me for one moment while I get a drink of water. And when he had tarried among them more than 10 days, he went down to Caesarea. And the next day, sitting on the judgment seat, commanded Paul to be brought before. And when he was come, the Jews, which came down from Jerusalem, stood around about and laid many grievous complaints against Paul, which they could not prove. While he answered for himself, neither against the law of the Jews, neither against the temple, nor yet against Caesar. Have I offered anything at all? Festus has a hearing for Paul. Festus tells the Jews to come to Caesarea for a hearing for Paul. On, on day three, they started talking about Paul. On day 11, they were still talking about Paul. Festus sees this, that this is important to them and agrees to have a hearing. The Jews came again from Jerusalem to Caesarea. Again, they laid many charges against Paul. They accused him of all kinds of things, but still could not prove anything. How sad it is to hold a grudge. Oftentimes the original offense has been so long ago that it is forgotten, but the grudge remains. I wonder how many, how many people carry a grudge throughout their life? How many carry it to their grave? How many of you on this broadcast, how many of you sitting in this church carry a grudge? You need to let it go. The past is the past. That's why they call it past. But if it's eating away in your heart, if it's eating away in your soul, if you take that to the grave, Jesus said, if you cannot forgive, my Father will not forgive you. Now Paul's response 
Festus, I have not trespassed against my religion. I have not violated the temple. I have not broken the Roman law either. They have no claim to accuse me. Isn't it great to know when you have a clear conscience? In Acts 25, 9, but Festus willing to do the Jews a pleasure, answered Paul. And he said, wilt thou go up to Jerusalem and there be judged of the things before me? Festus compromise. Festus proposes a compromise. I'll tell you what, if Paul will go back to Jerusalem, then Festus will sit in judgment over him. Now, I don't believe this was true. If Festus really wanted to judge Paul, he could have done it in Caesarea. There is no reason to send Paul back to Jerusalem unless either he wants Paul killed on the way or he wants the Jews to judge Paul and then he to kill him themselves. Acts 25, 10 through 12, then Paul said, I can, I, I stand at Caesar's judgment seat where I ought to be judged. To the Jews have I done no wrong as though very well knowest. For if I be an offender or have committed anything worthy of death, I refuse not to die. But if there be none of these things, wherefore they accuse me, no man may deliver me unto them. I appeal to Caesar. Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered, Hast thou appealed unto Caesar? Unto Caesar shall thou go. Now, Paul doesn't accept the compromise. Compromise can and will lead to destruction. Paul recognized that there is no reason for him to be judged in Jerusalem. Paul accurately points out that he is already at judgment seat of Caesar. Paul points out also that there is still has been no evidence presented to condemn him. So he says, if I cannot get a fair trial here, then I appeal to Caesar. As a Roman citizen, Paul can appeal to the final court of Caesar if he does not feel that he has gotten a fair trial in the lower courts. Festus recognizes that Paul's request is, cannot hold, hold Paul any longer. You have appealed to Caesar, and then to Caesar you will go. This fulfills the prophecy of God in Acts 23, 11. Acts 23, 11. And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou, hast as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so thou bear witnesses also in Rome. So now the path is set and Paul will go to Rome. Acts 25, 13 through 21. And after certain days, King Agrippa and Bernice came into Caesar to salute Festus. Caesarea, excuse me, to salute Festus. All these names. <laughs> Verse 14. And when they had been there many days, Festus declared Paul's cause unto the king, saying, There is a certain man left in bonds by Felix, about whom, when I was in Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me, desiring to have a judgment against him, to whom I am answered, It's not the manner of the Romans to deliver any man to die before that which he is accused have the accusers face to face and have license to answer for himself concerning the crime laid against him. Therefore, when they were come hither without any delay on the morrow, 
I sat on judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought forth, against whom, when the accusers stood up, they brought none accusations of such things as I supposed, but had certain questions against him of their own superstition and of one Jesus which was dead, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. And because I doubted of such manner of questions, I asked him whether he would go to Jerusalem and there be judged of these matters. But when Paul had appealed to be reserved unto the hearing of Augustus, I commanded him to be kept till I might send him to Caesar. Now, Agrippa and his sister Bernice came to visit the new Roman governor, Festus. Agrippa, <laughs> what names, is a title head of the Jews but is a puppet more than a real power. He had been around the Jews for a long period of time. His great-grandfather was Herod, the, great, the king that tried to kill Jesus at his birth. His grandfather was Herod, the one that killed James by the sword and held Peter in prison. Festus reasons with Ag Agrippa might know more about the business because of the past experience with the Jews. Festus relates the accusations of the Jews against Paul. They did not accuse him of the things that I thought they would. I thought they would tell me about insurrection or violence acts, but I don't know what to do with this. In verse 19, Jesus, who was dead, and Paul affirmed him to be alive. There's no question that Jesus was crucified. It's a matter of public record. We can find the trial records. We can see the execution order. We know that Jesus Christ was dead on the cross, but Paul states that he's alive. The fundamental truth of Christianity is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Festus couldn't understand it. Agrippa couldn't fathom it. But Paul declared the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We preach Jesus Christ resurrected. In Acts 25, 22 27, when Agrippa said unto Festus, I would also hear the man himself tomorrow, said he, thou shalt hear him. And on the morrow when Agrippa was come and Bernice and the great pomp and was entered into the place of hearing with the chief captains, and the principal of men, the city of Festus commanded Paul to be brought forth. Verse 24, and Festus said, King Agrippa, and all the men which are here present with us, ye see this man about whom all the multitude of the Jews have dealt with me, both at Jerusalem and also here, crying that he ought not to live any longer. But when I found that he had committed nothing worth it, worthy of death, and that he himself hath appealed to Augustus, I have determined to send him, of whom I have no certain thing to write unto my Lord, wherefore I have brought him forth before you, and especially before thee, O King Agrippa, that after examining, examination had, I might have somewhat to write. For it seemeth to me unreasonable to send a prisoner, and not with with all to signify the crimes laid against him. Now Paul appears before Festus and Agrippa. Agrippa enters the chamber with a great pomp and circumstance, a great fanfare with all the chiefs gathered around him. Then they bring out Paul. Don't be intimidated by the stations of this world. Don't be intimidated by those that the devil sends your way. He steps into the chamber and Festus introduces him by listing all of the accusations that the Jews have made. 
Festus does not say Paul is not worthy of death, but now Paul will get the opportunity to speak to Festus, Agapa, Bernice, about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Prayer warriors, prayer partners, shepherds of prayer, and all of you that are listening to this broadcast, God, too, will bring those people just like they're bringing them to Paul to give you an opportunity to speak about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have an opportunity in a crazy world, in a crazy world that we live in, especially now, especially now. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but ye shall receive power. Say that with me, power. Oh God, say it again, power. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses. Paul is witnessing. He's about to witness Paul is about to witness an opportunity to speak to Festus, Agrippa, and Bernice about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who will God put in your way? Who will God bring to you? If you listen to Sunday's message, we have an opportunity to be changed, to be transformed to receive the power of the Holy Ghost, the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost, and have favor with the people around us. God will place before you an opportunity to witness after you receive the power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uppermost part of the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost come, whew, hallelujah. I'm telling you, church, I know this is, I'm getting away from, <laughs> I'm getting away from the first church, but I'm telling you, well, this is actually part of the first church. The coming of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord, with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house. I'm talking about this whole broadcast. It filled the whole place, uh, and they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it sat upon each and every one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, hallelujah. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utters, as the Spirit gave them utters. And there was a dwelling in the Jews. Hallelujah. And every man heard 
every every person heard in their own tongue wherein where they were the bow. And it shall come to pass in the last days. I'm skipping around. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit. I will pour out my spirit. Woo! I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see vision. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your servants and your handmaidens. I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. And I shall see show you wonders in heaven above and signs upon earth beneath the blood and fire of vapor and smoke and sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. I prophesy this is going to be a bad fire season. It's going to be smoky and you're going to see the vapor of smoke and the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and noble day of the Lord shall come and it shall come to pass that whatsoever shall call the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're new to this broadcast on our Wednesday, Sunday broadcast, and you've never accepted Jesus Christ, glory to God, my child, I'm telling you today's the day. If you just tuned in or you're listening to our broadcast and you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, today, my brother or sister, today is the day if you look around and you turn that TV on from channel to channel to channel, if you're listening, this is the day you need to accept Jesus Christ. Innocent people walking down the street, driving their car down the street, are being shot and killed. This world is not what it used to be. America is not what she used to be. If you are not saved, or if you're saved and, you, and you've backslidden away from God, you need to get back to God. And if this is your day, I'm telling you, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Glory to God. I'm telling you, I can feel the Spirit in this studio today. I hope you feel the Spirit wherever you are listening to the sound of the, my voice. Now. Let me slow down a little bit. If you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to say this simple prayer. Simple prayer. And then when I'm done, I want you to seek out a church, an active church, an active church, a Bible-believing church, and I want you to ask them to baptize you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. Seek them out. Bang on the door. Get a phone number. And tell that pastor, hey, I need to be baptized. If you're in Ash Fork, Arizona, or you're around in northern Arizona, you come and you, you get baptized in our church. We'll baptize you. We'll fill up that baptism. We'll baptize you in the name of Jesus. Say it with me, please. Just repeat it. Dear Lord Jesus, come on. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness today. I believe, glory to God, I believe you died for my sins. And I believe you rose from the dead. Lord God, I turn 
away from my sins. And I invite you to come into my heart and into my soul. I want to trust you with my life. And I want to follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want you to just lift your hands to heaven. Now may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you till he brings us back again. Be sure to listen to Sunday service. It's a good one. If the heart, if the Lord puts it on your heart to send us a little blessing, you can do it on PayPal, or you just go to PayPal and put donate now. It'll get right to us, or you can send us a check. God bless you all. We love you. Bye for now.